The earth turns. But we don't feel it move. And one night you look up. One spark. And the sky is on fire. The past is the torch that lights our way. Where our fathers have shown us the path, we shall follow. Our faith is the weapon most feared by our enemies. For thereby shall we lift our people up against those who would destroy us. Yes, uh, one spark and the sky's on fire. You know, I, I was uh, thinking of this a week ago, a week ago as Hillary went to talk to the FBI and everyone's saying, hey, you know what? Uh, I think uh, she wanted to get this out of the way. She's been wanting to talk to the FBI. I'm thinking, yeah, that's just what she wants. Uh, just what she wants to be doing is sitting in front of the FBI guys on a criminal investigation. And, uh, you know, I just, I just thought... You know, I was in, uh, you know, Friday, Friday, you had the big thing with with uh, Bill Clinton meeting Loretta Lynch on the tarmac at uh, in Phoenix Airport, which was so inappropriate. And uh, both of them being attorneys, uh, you know, it, it's beyond it's beyond reasonable to think, well, it was just casual thing and for 39 minutes with the FBI standing outside saying no pictures. And then uh, Saturday. Saturday, as I'm in Philadelphia and I'm driving to uh, one of three events for my my uh, niece's Jewish wedding, um, and knowing that my sister, the mother of the bride, is uh, is a Hillary supporter, and I and I was quick to ask my sister, "Well, what are you going to do now? Your 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 candidate's going to be in jail." And then the bombshell on Tuesday. I just figured that was the one spark that was going to set the the sky on fire. I hope that you're I hope that you're raving teed off that it appears that there's a there's a two two different two different uh two different systems in this country and just like uh Trump says it's rigged and some people apparently are too powerful to jail as uh as uh, Hillary said uh, wouldn't exist. Well, there's no daylight on the basic uh, premise that there should be no bank too big to fail and no individual too powerful to jail. Well, apparently that's not true. Uh, just, just like just about everything else that comes out of uh, out of Hillary's mouth. But before we go on, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located in the city of Marino Valley, also offices in Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of your real estate financing needs, all of Southern California. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities out there, whether that's buying a house to live in, buying an investment property, buying a second home, uh, refinancing any of the above, doing a reverse mortgage if you're over 62, uh, or you know helping one of your kids uh, get into their first house, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, day or night, toll free, 855-640-2020. If you want to uh, get some information but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net. 
click on apply now, fill in all the information you want me to have, tell me how much information you want back from me, and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my teammates, Matt Bradbury, Eric Marquez, Randy Sampius, uh, Alex Rojas, or Justin Clark, and we will uh, fill in the, p- the missing pieces to your uh, real estate financing puzzle. Uh, if you hear something you want repeated, you can uh, hear this show uh, also by going to edhoffman.net. Click on listen to the main event, which is right close to the apply now button. and uh, Or go to iTunes and uh, subscribe for free to our podcast. And uh, you can uh, just search Ed Hoffman or search the main event. You'll see my high school picture there with, uh, it's not really my high school picture. Just apparently I've been doing this for eight years and... Apparently, uh, I got gray over the last eight years. I didn't notice. So it doesn't really look like me now. But the picture on there will give you... uh, You can go on there, click on it. You can hear uh, many past shows. I thought it was only four, but last time I went on there, was a whole bunch of them. Um, And you can subscribe for free. It'll download once a week. And you can listen on your uh, iPhone, your iPad, your iPod, your computer, uh, your eyeballs, your iWatch, your uh, whatever whatever you can get iTunes on. And uh, you can hear it anytime you want. If you want to follow, if you want to not wait for the the my radio show to hear hear what I think of what's going on, you can follow me at Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long, and you can like the show on Facebook uh, Main Event Five Ninety to find the show. Um, you can also read my weekly columns of by visiting IE Business Daily. Uh, click on the opinion column this week. I'm uh, my opinion is not letting Hillary off the hook, no matter what the FBI says, and hopefully this keeps following up as it looks like looks like as this thing unfolds so before we uh before we go into the the week's exciting adventures let me bring on my uh, co-host mr scott mcafee proprietor of don's bikes welcome back scotty yo ed it's always great to be here and to help you spew forth our extremist right-wing opinions exactly <laughs> so uh so we both had some exciting stuff go on the last the last week we have shall we uh I'll just tell you that yeah. my, my trip to Philadelphia was my first. I got to see the Rocky statue, get my picture taken. I ran up the Rocky steps. Nice. Um, if you follow my Twitter thing, you'll see the video on there. I'm uh, out of breath at the top because I had two Philly cheesesteaks from Pat's and Gino's in my uh, in my belly at the time. It's a good thing you didn't barf at the top, Ed. I know. Well, I just don't. I just wouldn't have tweeted that video. Okay. But I didn't. Um, and you know what? Uh, First time I'd been back to visit my sister, and she's been back there 28 years, and uh, she always comes out here. You know, Philadelphia is really green, and happily, my niece is smarter than her parents. Uh, she's married herself a nice, conservative young man. Score. And, uh, you know, my new nephew, Ben, and my, me are buddies now because uh, we both uh, say what we think, and we both think Hillary's a crook, and, uh, you know, God bless the capitalistic system. Absolutely, and hopefully he gets along with his in-laws. <laughs> if he, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> maybe he'll maybe he'll talk him. Maybe he'll change him over, Ed. I think no. I think he's. I think they have enough in common because okay. he's still he's still a staunch Jewish kid, but he's just unlike the rest of the 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 Jews in this country. He's a Republican. Good for him. Good for him. There's there might be hope for the future. Yes. So I understand you. 
you know, as as we're we don't even have it on our list of things to talk no, about. No, we the, don't. There's the, so much to cover because oh my god, there's so much going on in the world. Uh, I know you did spend the last couple of shows talking about gun control, and uh, as you know, I, I attend Catholic church. I'm not Catholic. My wife is. I've been to more Catholic masses than most Catholics have. I consider myself a practicing non-Catholic, which I think is still better than a non-practicing Catholic. Anyways, and I actually usher. By the way, too, I'm an usher in this church. Uh, so I go above and beyond. Um, my joke with my wife is that it's my job to put Catholics in their place. Uh, but as part of being an usher, they required us to go through a CPR training uh, as well as to know what to do in case somebody gets shot or stabbed. So we went to this this training class and I was glad I actually went because the way they do CPR has actually changed now. So they've changed some of the, uh, the techniques that they use for CPR. So I'm glad I went through that. But towards the end of this training program, they showed a, fe a federally put together video on what to do in the case of a shooting. And this was a video that came out after the San Bernardino shooting, so it was very relevant. So this is what, what the feds basically put out that we got to watch. There's about 30 people in the room. So basically, is what, what do you do? So they show this kind of a reenactment of a guy what looks like he had an AR-15 going to this government building and he takes out a couple of people. And obviously it's not graphic or anything, but you can see he's going you know, in an office complex. And so the, the point of this video is what do you do in the event of a, an armed shooter in your office, in your work? place so the first thing they say to do the first of three recommendations number one is to run, run. that's right yeah, i think i've seen this video. run okay all right the second thing they say if you cannot run then you hide. hide right right okay and if you can't run and they show people you know hiding under their desk and in their little cubicles right but if you can't run and you can't hide then you need to fight okay so i'm thinking okay they're gonna fight so basically it shows the office workers one of them grabbing a fire extinguisher and rushing towards the armed gunman. And that's right at the point where the video stops, Ed. So I'm not sure if you're supposed to squirt the guy with the fire extinguisher or if you're supposed to throw the fire extinguisher at him. But the point is that, yeah, good luck taking on a guy with an AR-15 with a fire extinguisher. So after the movie's over, I raised my hand and, and I said, you know, this may not be the appropriate place to ask this question, but wouldn't it make more sense if I had a gun and I could shoot back, right? Uh-huh. And, and I saw the looks on some of the people's faces in the room, and they're like, they're kind of rolling their eyes, like, oh, okay, here we go. Here's the gun nut in the room. And the fact of the matter is, I'm not a gun nut. I don't belong to the, the NRA. I, I don't, you know, I have some weapons, and I plan on having a concealed permit uh, before the end of the year. So, you know, again, I'm not a gun nut. But the fact of the matter is, you know, they acknowledge that, yeah, that's probably, you know, a, a good good defense. Duh. Um, and I think that, you know, we've seen so much about gun violence. And of course, the Democrats, whenever we have a terrorist attack like in Orlando or San Bernardino, they have to make it about the guns. I think the thing I've come to realize is that part of my uh, wanting to own a firearm, wanting to have a concealed permit carry is the fact that Democrats don't want me to have that. I have one. Yeah. No, I know. Um, and the fact of the matter is, it's the only line of defense you may have if you're in an office building or a movie theater or in church, because I'll be packing in church. It's the only line of defense you have. Rialto, for example, just had a, uh, they had a bomb scare like yesterday. You know, they had a fake bomb in front of a church. I mean, they're, they're concerned about this. Um, and, you know, again, part of it is, Everything the Democrats want me to have, I don't want. I don't want Section 8 housing. I don't want food stamps. I don't want government-assisted health care. I don't want any of it. Any of it. What they don't want me to have are the things that I do want to have. Exactly. You know, and I thought I could... Uh, I didn't realize... I didn't take my gun with me to Philadelphia because I didn't drive. And I didn't realize that 
Um, I could have packed it in my suitcase and just told him there was a gun in my suitcase and showed him my CCW and I could have taken it because we drove we drove from uh, Independence Hall on the 4th of July from Independence Hall and where the Liberty Bell is and we drove there to my sister's house and the navigation took us down this street called Broad Street and it took us right past Temple University where my brother-in-law teaches and I will tell you and we went on freeways to get there but apparently the way I was going it took me down Broad Street 8 miles and I tell you that's no place you want to be in a convertible top down um it's a scary looking place it looks like driving through uh some it was a bad area I'm glad we didn't do it hi hey but we got a lot to talk about this yep. week so let's let's see if we can get all this stuff done now that we burned up uh you know time having fun and talking about <laughs> what we want to talk about so uh this week Tuesday as I said uh, Friday was the Clinton Lynch thing so inappropriate she should recuse herself Saturday she says hey you know, uh, she's, uh, or I think it was Friday. No, maybe it was Thursday was the, the Clinton thing. Because Friday she she said, I'm not going to make any, uh, I realize it was, it, the optics of it were bad. And I'm going to not overrule the FBI's recommendation. Saturday, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton goes and sits in front of the FBI for three and a half hours. Um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we're all rejoicing. Hillary's going to jail. And uh, Tuesday... Tuesday, FBI Director James Comey holds a press conference to announce that he recommends no criminal charges after against uh, Hillary Clinton uh, for her handling of classified information via private email server while she was Secretary of State. The circumstances have been shrouded in suspicion ever since last week. Here's the timeline. Uh, Attorney General Loretta Lynch just happened to have that 40-minute meeting with Clinton uh, on, uh, on her, uh, her parked parked airplane in fe- on the Phoenix tarmac. I think that was Thursday, supposedly to discuss golf and grandchildren. Uh, Friday, Friday is when she says, "Hey, I realize it was bad optics. I'm not going to over. I'm not going to get involved in this." She didn't recuse herself, but came kind of like short of that. Uh, Hillary and her team secretly met with the FBI on the next day on Saturday, uh, July the fourth weekend. Then on Tuesday, James Comey gave his press conference just two hours before Hillary boarded in the Air Force. Two hours before she boarded the Air Force One, I thought it was before they actually talked. But she was—I thought she was actually on Air Force One while he was making the thing. But her and her and Obama are getting on Air Force One to go to a campaign stop. Who do you think pays for that? Two hundred six thousand dollars an hour to fly Air Force One around to campaign for Hillary. I don't think that's legal. So uh, they were going for her first joint appearance. With President Obama, Comey used the press conference to lay out a case that sounded like Hillary Clinton was guilty of criminal activity. Everybody's watching this, watching this thing, going, "All right, she's toasted." Here he is explaining how thirty thousand emails were identified as classified or top secret. From the group of thirty thousand emails returned to the State Department in two thousand fourteen, one hundred and ten emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret at the time they were sent. 36 of those chains contained secret information at the time. And eight contained confidential information at the time. That's the lowest level of classification. Separate from those, about 2,000 additional emails were upclassified to make them confidential. Those emails had not been classified at the time that they were sent or received. Yeah, but there's no way Hillary and her team could have known that they were doing wrong, right? 
Seven email chains concern matters that were classified at the top secret special access program at the time they were sent and received. Those chains involve Secretary Clinton both sending emails about those matters and receiving emails about those same matters. There is evidence to support a conclusion that any reasonable person in Secretary Clinton's position or in the position of those with whom she was corresponding about those matters should have known that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation. And that wouldn't consti- constitute uh, intent because she should have known and she did it. Um, but it's not likely that Hillary's account could have been hacked by any hostile actors, right? We did not find direct evidence that Secretary Clinton's personal email domain in its various configurations since 2009 was hacked successfully. We do assess that hostile actors gained access to the private commercial email accounts of people with whom Secretary Clinton was in regular contact from her personal account. We also assess that Secretary Clinton's use of a personal email domain was both known by a large number of people and readily apparent. Given that combination of factors, we assess it is possible that hostile actors gained access to Secretary Clinton's personal email account. So Comey continued to spank Clinton and her aides. Although we did not find clear evidence that Secretary Clinton or her colleagues intended to violate laws governing the handling of classified information, there is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. None of these emails should have been on any kind of unclassified system. You know, and just when we thought he was about to say he recommended prosecution, Comey said this. Although there is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. So apparently this statement by Hillary Clinton is just BS. Well, there's no daylight on the basic uh, premise that there should be no bank too big to fail and no individual too powerful to jail. You know what? When I heard when I heard he wasn't prosecuting, I don't know how you felt, Scotty, but I it was reminding me of the night of of Barack Obama's reelection when they finally said, "Hey, we're calling it calling the election for Obama." I just felt my heart just just freaking fall in my chest like you you got to be kidding me I, I don't think it was quite that bad for me but you know what what did we learn well uh yeah i mean just he basically lays out the case for her to go down and then he says we're not gonna do it um you know I, what, what have we learned from all of this uh we've learned that what my friends in law enforcement have been telling me since san bernardino is true the fbi is partisan the fbi is run by the democrat party and they're not going to take down one of their own the fbi is like the irs they're a partisan organization they shouldn't be but they are and it's sad and pathetic but it kind of makes sense ed what do we expect we got obama running the country who's he going to put in power other democrats in high-powered positions like Comey and Loretta Lynch. By the way, Loretta Lynch, I do have to say one thing. I don't know if it's, you know, when you go to the doctor and they tap your kneecap, a little hammer to check Uh your reflexes. Every time I see and hear Loretta Lynch speak, my middle finger automatically goes up. It's the strangest thing. (laughs) You know, it really is. It's a subconscious. It's like, uh, you know, uh, Pavlov's dogs. That's it. Ring the bell, you get hungry. It's crazy. Uh, But Comey's a fraud. And and I'm I'm sorry, I know you like Rudy Giuliani, but I'm tired of hearing him say, you know, that that James Comey, he's a straight shooter. That Loretta Lynch, they're straight shooters. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're Democrat operatives, and it's on full display. 
I like Rudy Giuliani, and I think even Rudy Giuliani was. You know, and I, I thought, hey, Comey's going to stand up and, and say, we're going to do the right thing. She broke the law, and he didn't. And, you know, and, and Loretta Lynch, you know, she was quick to not even let anybody have reaction and say, we're closing the case and there'll be no prosecution. I don't think that's going to happen, though. But Comey addressed the possibility that Hillary and her aides violated federal statute section 793F which is the gross negligence law we've been hearing about all week. Here's, here he is explaining why he doesn't believe the actions qualify. We cannot find a case that would support bringing criminal charges on these facts. All the cases prosecuted involved some combination of clearly intentional and willful mishandling of classified information or vast quantities of information exposed in such a way as to support an inference of intentional misconduct or indications of disloyalty to the United States or efforts to obstruct justice. We do not see those things here. No intention? Doesn't just lying and covering things up? But all week, the media has been pairing up Hillary's past claims about her emails with Comey's statements that prove that she was lying. Let's play a couple of them, starting with Hillary's claim that she turned over all of her emails. I have uh, absolute confidence that everything that could be in any way uh, connected to work is now in the possession of the uh, State Department. The FBI also discovered several thousand work-related emails that were not among the group of 30,000 emails returned by Secretary Clinton to state in 2014. She also said she only used one device. Thought it would be easier to carry just one device for my work and for my personal emails instead of two. Secretary Clinton used several different servers and administrators of those servers during her four years at the State Department. And she also used numerous mobile devices to send and to read email on that personal domain. And of course, there's the ongoing claims that she was allowed to use a private server. It was allowed, and the rules have been clarified since I left about the practice. None of these emails should have been on any kind of unclassified system. They were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. And uh, you can also remember how Comey said there were hundreds of messages marked classified at the time. Let's listen to all those times Hillary said she had no classified emails. I did not email any um, classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified materials. I never sent or received any classified material. They are retroactively classifying it. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's not what came out. Hillary, you are a filthy lying little hobbit. I don't know how else to say it. Um, basically, uh, once again, he lays out the case. Uh, and basically says, yeah, she did all this, but we're not going to go after. The funny thing is when I talk to my Democrat friends and colleagues, they all acknowledge, yeah, she broke the law and yeah, she committed felonies, but they're going to vote for her anyways. Yeah. What I don't understand how, I don't understand how people are thinking. And you know what I think what we need to do, we need to do is make sure we talk about politics. And especially when we know that, uh, Especially when we know that we have Democrats among us. There's Democrats among us. No. The, the attack of the brainless people. Hey, you know what? A lot of people just say, hey, I'm a registered Democrat. I'm voting for the person with the D on the next one. We need to make sure that we talk about this because we've got, what, four months left? Yes. Four months uh, uh, Four months from uh, today um, that, we have to, uh, that we have to vote. And we need to make sure these brainless people realize, hey, you can't vote for Hillary. 
I don't care. I don't care if uh, if a dried up piece of the dog stuff was running for president. I don't remember who said that. But I said that actually. I said I would vote for dog excrement before I would vote for Hillary Clinton. I think someone else said it on TV really? first. I think oh, somebody beat me to it. All right. Um, but it was someone who uh, I think it was a Democrat. But uh, that said it just because <laughs> maybe she was saying that instead of Trump. No, I think it was. <laughs> no, I think it was instead. I forget. Somebody said it. But but uh, yeah, the uh, you know no matter who's running, we can't let Hillary. Have the reins of this place. No, definitely not. And look, the message that Ed and I are going to, the drum that Ed and I are going to beat for the next four months is all of you people out there that are like, I don't know about Trump. I don't, no, no, no. Republicans, you're going to get behind Trump. It may take you another week or two. That's fine. Get over it. Trump's the, Trump's the nominee and we all need to unite behind him. And I don't, I have a, I'm, I'm really excited to see how, what happens on the stage because Trump's going to have her cornered and have to, Put it in her face. It's going to be a slaughter fest. Exactly. Hey, we're out of time for part one of the main event. Hang loose. Five minutes of uh, commercials, traffic, and weather, and we'll be right back with part two. Don't go away. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. Hey, rates are unbelievably fantastic. Contrary to my to my commercial that I guess I should uh, re-record today. Um, if you need to refinance your house, if you've been thinking about it, you know I've got I've got like uh, nine rental houses at four point eight seven five. Um, I think it's time to do something about that. Uh, I just too busy doing my radio show to even refund. You know they say the the shoemaker's kids are running around barefoot. So I guess I should do something about that. Uh, with me, if you, if you need any, if you need help with with that refinancing, getting your rates down, while well, because who knows how long it's going to stay like this, and who knows how low it's going to go, and who knows when we'll ever see this in our lifetime again. 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020. So let's get back. We've been talking about all the events with uh, me and uh, Scott McAfee of Don's Bikes, um, talking about what's been going on this past week. Uh, we talked about uh, the FBI talking to Clinton and the FBI deciding to, uh, hey, she's guilty like a, she's guilty as sin, but we're not going to prosecute her. Comby was quick to let everybody know his investigation was done honestly, competently, and independently, and that no outside influence of any kind was brought to bear. No, none at all. In other words, the Justice Department did not ask him to look the other way, and they didn't know what his decision was going to be. I just had to call bull on that. Well, here's the problem. This whole thing is one big colossal conflict of interest because Loretta Lynch works for Obama and, and ultimately maybe working for Hillary if she's lucky enough to win. Uh, same with James Comey. So let's face it, both of these clowns will probably be out of office, will probably be out of a job if, if Trump is elected president. So the very fact they're looking the other way and giving Hillary a pass, well, duh, she's going to be their boss potentially in November. Exactly. But, you know, the... If you're if you're at that level, why do you care? I can't imagine they want their jobs. Ed. I can't imagine Loretta Lynch is is not financially set. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. They love the power, Ed. It's not just the money; it's the power. Yeah, you but know. Wouldn't you Wouldn't you expect every time a president comes in that you're you're going to lose your position? Uh maybe. But the point is, if if Hillary's in, they'll probably both get to stay. So look, it's you know, it's a big conflict of interest. The whole thing was a joke. Um, and here's the question for you that I wanted to ask. How do you think Hillary getting off will impact the election or will it impact it at all? How do I think her, I'm, yeah. ho I'm hoping it, it lights the sky on fire and everybody gets more and more committed to, Hey, it's obvious now to everybody. She broke the law and it's, it's, 
it should it should spur i mean i say say hey you know what i thought we were gonna i thought everyone all the republicans were gonna riot after that but we all had to go to work so um somebody's got to pay for all that section eight food stamps and welfare exactly so i hope i hope it i hope it gets everybody as riled up as we are well at the very least it definitely gives trump a weapon to use um and i hope he does use it effectively um you know at, at the very least i mean uh, again what what trump ends up doing with it i mean he's already spoken about it um you know w- will it will it influence that middle third of the country ed that kind of could go either way because let's face it a third of us are hardcore right wingers a third of us they'll vote for hillary even if she murdered people they're going to vote for her anyways and then there's that third in the middle that determines elections that's true but i think uh well I think the convention coming up in a couple of weeks is going to, when is it? It starts a week from Tuesday. Right. Well, not only that, but we've got, you know, Trump's VP and that's, that's going to be interesting. Who I know. Do you, we, I know, who do you predict? You, well, everybody's predicting nude. I, I don't think it's going to be Oprah. No, it's not going to be Oprah. I didn't think it necessarily would be, but, but certainly Newt uh, gives credibility to Trump, political credibility. Um, I know my wife, who again was a very anti-Trump person, she goes, yeah, he needs Newt because Newt kind of brings a sense of, I don't know, reasonableness, political savvy for Trump, perhaps. Um, is he going to bring over any states? Like you could argue, well, John Kasich will bring Ohio. Maybe Ruby would bring Florida. I, I don't know. I don't know who's the best way to go. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I like I like I like Newt the most. Okay, but I don't know what the, how that affects everybody else who who kind of pays attention. Right. I mean, because most people don't. Most people don't, and they don't know how smart he is. Right. Um, although. There's going to be one vice presidential uh, debate. Can you see Newt Gingrich against Elizabeth Warren? Elizabeth Warren, you know, the fake Indian. Exactly. If she was the vice presidential candidate, Ed, I would have a reservation about that. Uh, you know, oh. <laughs> you just got it. Sorry. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, after, after, uh, Lynch's airplane meeting with uh, Bill Clinton on Friday, no Friday on Thursday, Hillary's secret FBI meeting on Saturday, uh, then her rally with Obama on Tuesday, it seemed pretty likely that the fix was in. Many people are saying there's no way Obama didn't know about that Comey was going to say. I would have to agree with that. Uh, he wouldn't have campaigned with her on Tuesday if the F- FBI was going to recommend prosecution. Uh, then Obama gave this strange compliment to Hillary in North Carolina. Hillary Clinton has been tested. She has seen up close what's involved in making those decisions. She's seen the consequences of things working well and things not working well. And there has never been any man or woman more qualified for this office than Hillary Clinton. Ever. Yeah, she's seen the consequences of things working well and not working well. Hillary lied, people died, I think is uh, a new catchphrase for her. Listen to that speech. It makes me want to just vomit. Is there a vomit bag in the office here? Uh, I think... Uh, that was really We'll, we'll find awful. one. But, uh, you know, there's a trash can over there. Okay. But uh, it's kind of, kind of like listening to Bill Clinton's speech at the 2012 convention. It's like he was obligated to come out and support Obama, and you know he didn't like it. He, you know the Clintons don't like the Obamas. Right. So and he came out and made a he made he made a pretty good speech and he he said hey you know you got to vote for Obama he's the guy you know it didn't sound very passionate about it but he made the speech he said the words you know uh, Trump had his own rally in North Carolina this week uh, where he laid out the case against uh, that Hillary is bribing Loretta Lynch by promising to keep her as the Attorney General if she becomes president as you predicted today is the best evidence ever that we've seen that our system 
is absolutely, totally rigged. Like a criminal with a guilty conscience, Clinton had her lawyers delete, destroy, and wipe away forever 30,000 emails. This again disqualifies her from service. She said today that we may consider the attorney general to go forward. That's like a bribe, isn't it? Isn't that sort of a bribe? I think it's a bribe. I would uh, I would agree that would be like uh, if you if you look up the 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 word bribe in the dictionary, there'd be a picture of uh, Clinton on uh, Lynch's uh, airplane. Absolutely. And I will say one thing about Trump, by the way, because I know he wasn't your first choice or my first choice or second or even third, but I do think that none of the other Republican candidates are going to attack Hillary as hard as Trump will. He's the guy guy that I think has has opportunity to, to beat her. And although the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, he's had differences with Trump in the past, they both agree Hillary should not be given classified information between now and the election, or I think ever. Uh, as the former VP nominee in 2012, Ryan wants everyone to understand that when you're the nominee, you get you get access uh, to classified information, and Hillary Clinton can't be trusted with it. He did say that short of prosecution, some kind of administration administrative action might be in order. Look, I was on the ticket in 2012. After the convention, you get the full, deep, classified information um, as part of transition, as part of uh, being a nominee. Um, I think um, the DNI Clapper should 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 deny Hillary Clinton access to classified information during this campaign, given how she so recklessly handled classified information. He also had thoughts on the double standards that also seem that always seem to benefit Bill and Hillary Clinton. This certainly does underscore the belief that Clintons live above the law. And this is one of the reasons why people are so dissatisfied, so upset about government. They think that people live by a different set of rules. And the Clintons, they take the candle on this one. Uh, dissatisfied. Would that describe your emotions? Mildly, mildly dissatisfied. Yes, I would call it flaming ticked off. Yeah, I remember I used the P word on the air and I was slapped for that. So I can't use that word anymore. No, can't use that one. No. Or- or uh, there's a whole bunch of other words that I could, I could get into. A, I could get into a uh, a long rant that would uh, rant that would. Uh, We'd be off the air by next weekend. Yeah, we. I, I think I could rival uh, the the speech that Chevy Chase makes at the end of uh, Christmas Vacation. <laughs> I think I could do that about uh, Hillary and Obama. And just, it just it angers me to see what our government lets some people get away with and other people don't, and uh, it it's. It's it's just unbelievable. And and folks, if you feel the same way, you need to not be quiet when you're with your family. Not be quiet when you're talking to people at work. We all need to make sure that everybody knows how vicious, viciously idiotic it is to vote for Hillary. Wait, are you got brain damage or something? When someone says, "Oh yeah, so I'm I'm gonna vote for Hillary," are you stupid? You got brain damage? Did uh, uh do you got? For brains, I don't. Sorry, when the when uh, when you were uh, when they were, when God was making you, uh, you thought he said trains and said no thanks. I'll I'll take a bus. I don't know. So anyway, uh, so members of Congress were so shocked by Comey's decision this week that the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee asked him to testify in a hearing Thursday. I thought he wanted to. I thought he want. I I felt like Comey wants to prosecute her. Do you think he feels guilty, Ed? I think he feels guilty. I think Because he's a sellout. I thought he wanted Hey, I want to be brought up cuz I want to I want You know, it's if you watched it, I watched a couple hours of it of 
the Republicans lay out the case, ask the hard questions, and then the other, then the Democrats come on, and for five minutes of their time, all they do is apologize to them. I want to thank you for your service to our country, and blah 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 blah. And you're such a great person. And the Republicans are just making a making this a big partisan thing, and all they care about is the election. Blah blah blah. And okay, my time's up. Weren't you supposed to be asking him questions? And it was from Eli Wallace to every single other Democrat on that on that committee it's just it's how un-american are these people you know what all we ask for the fbi to do is do an honest investigation and tell the truth and then let the attorney general go after him so i guess we should have had something really independent so here's uh here's uh, first here's congressman jason chaffetz who asked several questions about whether ms clinton had lied under oath did you review the documents where congressman jim jordan asked her specifically and she said quote there was nothing marked classified on my emails, either sent or received, end quote. I don't remember reviewing that particular testimony. I'm aware of that being said, though. Did the FBI investigate her statements under oath on this topic? Not to my knowledge. I don't think there's been a referral from Congress. Do you need a referral from Congress to investigate her, her statements under oath? Sure do. You'll have one. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Wait. I was told that the FBI was watching all these hearings and all this stuff that that she was saying, and they were they were taking notes. I heard I heard someone say, "Hey, the FBI is watching all this stuff." Every time she says something, the debates and all that stuff, she said they need a referral to to investigate that. And what the hell is this investigation all about? Well, we can't actually investigate whether she lied to us or not because that's not part of the investigation. We need to have a referral from Congress before we do that. We can't. Just what pay the attention. hell is this? He's a straight shooter, that Comey. You got to give him that, Ed. Yeah, straight shooter. Yeah, he sold out. Yeah. Here's Cong- Congressman Jody Heiss, who summed up uh, what most of us have been thinking all week. It's her husband, who happens to be the former president of the United States, is meeting privately with the attorney general right before all of this interview takes place. Obviously, this is very suspicious. Just the optics of it all. And uh, at the same time that you're coming out, or more or less the same time that you are announcing the decision, Secretary Clinton is flying around in Air Force One with the president doing a campaign. Did that seem seem uh, weird to you? Yeah, I didn't, well, obviously I didn't hear his response. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, Clinton gave Loretta Lynch one of her very first appointments. So is there a conflict of interest? There. And they were talking about their grandkids. Oh, okay. And golf. I don't even know. You know, Clinton only has two grandkids, right? Or he's got one and one on the way. I don't even know. And I don't care. It's like the royal family. I just I just don't care. And from what I, from what uh, what we heard, learned from Ed Klein, uh, who wrote the book Unlikable, uh, when he uh, did his book signing, Clinton doesn't spend much time at home. He spends time in the blue light room on the top story of the, Trump, of the Clinton Library in Little Rock. He has no. He won't. He won't spend any time at the White House if the uh, if Hillary's there, uh, because he likes to have little parties with his young girls that work at the Clinton Library. Wasn't he like that? Is like Fantasy Island place. I keep hearing about. He's on a jet with some guy that's like a pedophile. I, I, that's what I keep hearing. Yeah, he's. Uh, he's. He has not changed his ways. I don't. No. I don't why do they even stay married? 
Uh, for political power reasons, of course, Ed. That's, that's pretty not, obvious. That's not a very uh, that's not a very pro woman uh, platform, yeah, is it? Probably hate each other, but that's just for political expedience, Ed. Yep. So here's the here's the uh, finally here's the chairman of the House Select Committee on Benghazi, Trey Gowdy, who would have been a good he might have been a good presidential candidate as well, but he was in the middle of the Benghazi uh, the Benghazi investigation. Trey Gowdy, who grilled Comey for a little more powerfully than just about anyone. Two days ago. Uh, Director, you said a reasonable person in her position should have known a private email was no place to send and receive classified information. You're right. An average person does know not to do that. Uh, This is no average person. This is a former first lady, a former United States senator, and a former secretary of state that the president now contends is the most competent, qualified person to be president since Jefferson. He didn't say that in 08, but he says it now. She affirmatively rejected efforts to give her a state.gov account. She kept these private emails for almost two years and only turned them over to Congress because we found out she had a private email account. So you have a rogue email system set up before she took the oath of office. Thousands of what we now know to be classified emails, some of which were classified at the time. One of her more frequent email comrades was in fact hacked, and you don't know whether or not she was. And this scheme took place over a long period of time and resulted in the destruction of public records. And yet you say there is insufficient evidence of intent. You say she was extremely careless, but not intentionally so. Uh, You and I both know intent is really difficult to prove. Very rarely do defendants announce, on this day, I intend to break this criminal code section. Just to put everyone on notice, I am going to break the law on this day. It never happens that way. You have to do it with circumstantial evidence. Or if you're Congress and you realize how difficult it is to prove specific intent, you will formulate a statute that allows for gross Negligence. Uh, My time is out, but this is really important. You mentioned there's no precedent for criminal prosecution. My fear is there still isn't. There's nothing to keep a future secretary of state or president from this exact same email scheme or their staff. And my real fear is this. It's what the chairman touched upon. This double-track justice system that is rightly or wrongly perceived in this country. That if you are a private in the Army and you email yourself classified information, you will be kicked out. But if you are Hillary Clinton and you seek a promotion to commander-in-chief, you will not be. So what I hope you can do today is help the average person, the reasonable person you made reference to, the reasonable person understand why she appears to be treated differently than the rest of us would be. With that, I would yield back. And, t- and take that into account with the clip from Moneyball I played last week or the week before about, hey, you know what? you The the establishment people, once you change the game, they go crazy. Actually, he says some other word before crazy. But I had to clip it out. I had to clip it out on the clip. But if you watch the movie, you know what? They say, hey, whether it's baseball or politics or whatever, you're going against the grain. You're threatening their jobs, their their way of life, the way things are done. And, and they go crazy over that. And... Now you can see this is their way of life. They do whatever the hell they want, and nobody's nobody can do anything about it. Well, pretty much. Uh, look, what do we learn from all this? She she did it. She did it. She attempted to and ultimately did destroy evidence. But we've also learned. But she didn't. In- 
intend to do it, Ed. She didn't intend to put our nation at risk. She didn't intend to destroy evidence. She didn't intend to do all that stuff. She didn't mean it, Ed. Uh, if you and I did it, we'd be in jail, Ed. I didn't we'd be in to, jail. I, did, I didn't mean to do it. It just happened. Yeah. So then, uh, so then we ended the week with with a uh, with apparently a YouTube video somebody took and streamed online while it, while her husband or boyfriend was dying apparently uh, and I don't know the whole story so I'm not going to go into all the detail I'll just mention a couple of things that uh, apparently the guy got pulled over he told the guy he had a concealed carry permit and the cop said don't reach don't reach for your wallet don't move, don't move, put your hands he asked for his driver's license and and you know I was told in concealed carry thing hey if your if your gun is on your on your hip and the cop asks you for for your for your uh, your wallet or for your ID and it's right there, do not keep it a secret that you have a gun. Tell him say hey my I am carrying I'm licensed my my firearm is on my right back hip and my wallet's in my back pocket, and let him instruct you what to do. Don't mess with that. So apparently the guy reached back anyway. The guy fired fired on him. And uh, shot him in the arm, and he bled out while, while, uh, while before help could get there to take care of him. Um, and people did a protest in uh, in Dallas, and of course, it's all about the fact that the cop was white, and the uh, and the uh, the perpetrator or the the victim was black, and it's all about race now. And so then someone decided to take, and I and I checked. I checked just this morning to make sure my AR-15 wasn't the one that went up there and did it. My AR-15 is still in my gun safe. It's behaving itself. Behaving itself. Mm. So apparently a gun went up there without anybody shooting it and shot and killed five black cops and put another uh, seven of them in the in the uh, in the hospital. Hopefully they won't die. And uh, and now now the the police department is now wondering why they chose this profession. Let me play this video, which is a tribute to you guys, you cops, that that Scott and I appreciate to keep our 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 city safe. When we're in trouble, we call the police, and uh, everybody should support the cops. And remember, they're people too. Dear officer, I want you to know that I see you. I see you choose the booth and the restaurant that allows you to have your back against the wall. I see you pulled over two hours past your shift as you finish your reports under a streetlight. I see you as you direct traffic in the scorching heat, the gusting snow, and the downpour of rain. I see you as you watch mainstream media crucify your character while minimizing your cause. I see that you are tired, frustrated, and misunderstood. I see that you are hurting as the world watches you bury your brothers and sisters that died because they were guilty of one thing, wearing a uniform with a badge. I see you. I see that you are flesh and bones just like me. I see your cause, and I want you to know that I appreciate it. I hear you. I hear the sound of the garage door open after a long night of consistent tragedy. I hear the sounds of your heavy footsteps, and I can instantly tell what kind of day it has been for you. I hear the sound of your duty belt hit the kitchen table as you relieve your back from the 30 extra pounds you've been carrying all day. I recognize the sound of Velcro as you unstrap your body armor and your work boots. I hear the sound of your little boy's bedroom door open as you enter his room. I hear the sound of you kissing his cheek and whispering that you love him. I hear the sound of your heartbeat as you choose not to share your day because you know that it will only scare me. And even though you do not speak, I still hear you. 
I still know that something happened on your shift that has broken your heart. I feel you. I feel the difference in the way you hug me before you leave to go to the grocery store and the way you hug me before you leave for one more night on your beat. I feel the grip of your hand as they wheel you back to surgery to fix an injury you have sustained on the job. I feel the wetness of your tears as you try to make sense of the tiny life that was taken by the hands of her parents. I feel the sigh of relief when you see your little boy running towards you after you've experienced too much darkness in the world. I feel the sinking of your morale as you watch a very vocal and sparse opposition flood social media with their misplaced passion for their idea of justice. I feel the way you look at me as you read that one more of your brothers or sisters have fallen victim to a hate crime. We both know it could have been you. I need you. We need you. I know the world is making you feel like the only allies you have can be found in each other. I know that it is becoming increasingly more difficult for you to put your life on the line for a world that has seemingly turned their backs on you. But I also know that won't stop you. What the world seems to forget is that you don't suit up every day for their approval. God knows you don't do it for the money. You do it because it's your calling. You do it because you believe that you can help goodness persevere in the face of evil. You've chosen to be a warrior. And warriors don't hang up their hats because of the opinion of someone else. I wish I knew how to fix it. The only thing I know how to do is support you. I'm aware that there isn't a magic solution that will make the world see you for who you are. I just want you to know that I see you. I need you to know that you are appreciated by a vast majority who is in your corner. You are honorable. You are courageous. You are worthy of a nation's support. We see you. We hear you. We love you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for getting up one more day to protect my family. You are undeniably my heroes. I think that says it all. Thank you, thank you, all you uh, members of the arm for, of the of the first responders, policemen, firemen, and certainly our military. We're all out of time for uh, this episode of uh, of uh, the main event. Thanks for being with me, Scott. No problem, man. It's always fun. My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week. It's